BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. <laughs> it's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat. Hosted by Ben Kissel. Yeah. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Irvine. Well, hello, Ben. And Fernando. Hola, Ben. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're doing well out there, preparing for the holidays that are upon us. Get ready to talk to your family. Hey. It'll be fun. <laughs> well, we'll give you something to talk about. We have another great episode for you. The biggest story of the week is something we're going to get to here in a moment. The Pentagon, they got a new budget. And what a Christmas gift it was slightly more just slightly more than what (laughs) biden even asked for we're gonna reveal the big time number and what it means also travis irvine is gonna take the lead on helping us understand a little bit about what's going on with yemen on the american side when it comes to american policy obviously joe biden in such desperate need of love from the saudis that he has allowed this atrocious war to continue to rage on. We'll also discuss Donald Trump and NFTs. Will the Trump base finally say this is a scam too far? (laughs) But before that, on a personal note, Eric Adams, he's the mayor of New York Mm. City. Eric Mm. Adams beat me by a mere 97.4% when I ran for Brooklyn (laughs) Borough president. It's a little too close to call. They're still counting the votes. (laughs) We're demanding a recount. Carrie Lake, I hear you. It was voter fraud. It was voter fraud. Eric Adams, one of the biggest issues facing New York. No, not crime. No, not sanitation. No, not unbelievable rent and impossible living conditions. Even if you are middle class, don't be there because you'll be considered impoverished. Eric Adams has vowed to crack down on illegal New York City weed stores. Isn't that fantastic? They're destroying the economy, Ben. It is so (laughs) pathetic. This is such a ridiculous pivot for a man who doesn't want to take on any of the massive duties that he is not accomplishing in New York City. A huge economy. (laughs) And uh, yeah, there you go. A huge economy. And of course, one of the most well-known cities in the world. However, Eric Adams seems to believe that it's these illegal or black market or air quotes counterfeit stores that are selling weed, a.k.a. bodegas or tobacco shops. This is such a non-issue, and it's really unfortunate that Eric Adams is wasting the time of the people in New York City, wasting their tax dollars on enforcing BS like this. And uh, Adams says, Unlicensed cannabis stores are threatening a budding economic opportunity for our city. Mm. So in other words, much like in New York State when they came for the lotto, 
Oh, when they came, mm. or not the lotto, rather, when they came for uh, horse betting and, uh, oh, right, right. you know, what is it, off track betting. Mm -hmm. And mm. then immediately they were like, well, we'll just do it. Right. That's what the lottery <laughs> is. The lottery is literally just gambling in the States. Like, we'll do it with scratchers. Untapped sources. It's perfect. We're <laughs> wasting too much. The, the Italians are taking the money. <laughs> <laughs> and so Adam says, we want that sweet weed money. What the hell? These unlicensed stores are taking all of our cash. It wouldn't even make a dent in New mm. York City. The budget of New York City is huge, and nickel bags and dime bags are not the reason that the city is falling freaking apart. It's because of crony corrupt capitalism, crony corrupt politicians who are living off the teat of the New York City taxpayer. The bureaucracy is absolutely insane. As again, Eric Adams, I believe, hired his brother for one of the most powerful positions oh. in New York City. Keep it in the family, just like we talked about with Pornhub last week. <laughs> so he goes on to say, we can't allow those who cut the line to undermine the legal market. Our mm. goal is to get it right. Mm. Mm. I just feel horrible uh, for, again, the people of New York as they have a mayor who is holding up in his press conference two bags of gummy marijuana mm. and he's holding them up like he just won the world's stupidest award for being the dumbest mayor in this country. He <laughs> talked about how some of the names of the uh, products are named after breakfast cereals like Captain Crunch and Trix. This was his big display. He was in, uh, he says he's going to go back to Albany and discuss this so that they don't have underage packaging for marijuana. All oh right. God. I mildly understand the underage packaging oh, component no, of it, no. but that's really not what this is about at all. As a matter of fact, again, he mentioned what it's about, that he believes that these independent businesses are taking the cash that he deserves. I think he's mm -hmm. lying, Ben. I think what it's really about is something I was reminded for before we started recording. This man is a police officer. He still thinks like right. a police officer. So even, mm -hmm. even the mm -hmm. legal weed is iffy for him, but he's going to stay away from it because that's what people want. So the but war on drugs continues. The war on drugs continues, and he has found, in his eyes, this is a great target. To the community he's helping, you know, every uh, to the conservatives, to the people, maybe the evangelists who may still be in New York, he's, he's appealing to them. But the reality mm. is, citizens like us, I'm not from New York, I'm going to let Travis, who's closer to there, speak now, but... It, he's it, in Ohio. He, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a cop. He's a cop. He's okay. thinking like a cop. Yeah. yeah, so New York. And I would add a, a Republican. Don't forget this man was a former Republican when he was a state senator and he had to switch over to the Democrats to run against Ben Kissel in the Brooklyn Borough president race because <laughs> Eric Adams knew the only Democrats can win in New York City. But there he is, a former cop and a former Republican, and now we're starting to see his true colors. So we have uh, Giuliani, two-point dumb here, the New York City Sheriff's <laughs> Office Cannabis Task Force, which they still have, mm. has recently conducted 53 inspections. They found that there were 500 civil violations as well as 66 criminal court summons. More than 100,000 products were seized. Worth more than four million dollars. Again, to you, to me, to um, normal, to a person, four million dollars is a boatload of money for New York mm. City. It pays for maybe a square foot to get paved. <laughs> yes, maybe literally. Mm. 
Uh, so mm-hmm. this is what Adam says. He says, there are those that believe this is going to become the wild, wild west of cannabis oh selling. We are saying clearly and loudly, no, it's not. We are going to take steps to stop the unlicensed areas, stores that sell cannabis slash illegal products. And again, you know, for a fact, he's not going into the wealthier neighborhoods in Park exactly. Slope to bust the people who are buying or or selling marijuana out of their stores. This is just another way to target marginalized groups. And obviously that is something that Eric Adams has no problem doing. He did a great job of it as a cop. So he says, our number one goal, we must get it right because if we get it wrong, you can endanger this industry. Not too many municipalities have gotten it right. Other than like all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Legal weed, not difficult to understand. And I understand the idea as well of, you know, making sure that people who go the right way about it don't get undercut by people who are doing this illegally. However, what we're talking about, they don't have those stores yet, number one. Mm -hmm. And number two, these people who are selling drugs uh, or uh, marijuana illegally have them go through the process to do it legally. Mm-hmm. Don't just it. tax them or fine them, which is another extension of the tax, right. into oblivion and then say, you did it wrong. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, they've got to close up shop. And right. also, I mean, on the backdrop of the blood that is constantly flowing through the streets of New York City right now. Right. This reminds me of when California finally rolled out full legalization and they screwed it up so bad, meaning the state screwed it up so bad, overtaxing, overregulated, that basically it was just easier for people to keep buying weed from their illegal dealers, the ones that had been around, you know, for decades and decades. And that's just what happens when you roll it out wrong. And of course, we knew New York was going to do it wrong. Cuomo's fingers were all over it. Now Adam's (laughs) fingers are all over it. And they're just they're screwing up the process so bad that I I do think that this rollout, I think, honestly, for the first few years here, you're going to see people just still working in the shadows, working the black market because it's going to be easier and it's probably going to be more affordable, just like uh, happened in California when they rolled out their quote unquote legal market. Obviously, it could get better from there. But it sounds like Mr. Adams is going to try to make it as hard as possible for people to do it correctly. It's going to be about a 10-year turnaround for New York to get back to what it was. But of course, if you are young and you want to go, I you got to go there first before you get to enjoy the beautiful sun of Los Angeles. Mm. And uh, now I think if you would move there, I was talking with Henry about this. I think now we would have to live in like maybe Queens or like further out in Bushwick because Williamsburg was affordable when we started going there in 06 when we moved there. And now that's crazy, dude. Well, that's crazy. Insane. So who knows? We would have had to be out in a further, further into the borough, maybe even uh, out in the Bronx or something. Who knows? But the irony here is state regulators have awarded 36 licenses in New York, 28 uh, to retailers and eight to nonprofit groups, but none have opened yet. So where the hell do you want these people then to just go back to getting the dude delivering it to you on the street on the bike? I mean, (laughs) this is the safest way to do it at this point because they haven't opened any goddamn stores. (laughs) Exactly. That's what happened in California. People just kept calling their old bike guy, even though there was at that point legal stores open down the street. It was too expensive and it was too hard to get. So people just kept doing it the same old way. And not that we need to. To remind people, but this has never been about the dangers physically uh, yes. of marijuana. Right. It's always been about the money. It's red tape. It's uh, this is a prime example 
of why it's always been about the money. Also, on a hyper-personal note, Eric Adams, my boy John Starks, my favorite basketball player of all time. Like many basketball players, he opened up a car dealership after retirement. Eric Adams just totally screwed him over by putting a huge-ass 5G power uh, a cell phone tower right in front of his dealership in Queens. And he didn't even tell John Starks. Oh, my God. That's why, you know, Eric Adams, he's a Brooklyn Nets fan. That's how you can tell. <laughs> that's how, That's why he did this. And, and that is bad. You know what? I'm going to say this bad politics. It's bad politics. And it's mean to my boy, John. Mm. And John says, what the hell, man? You he know, covered up his billboard or what? They covered up, though. They're covering up the whole goddamn front of his Kia dealership. Ugh. And don't it's forget, ridiculous. it's a 5G, so it's going to be giving everyone COVID as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to turn all my clients gay. Eric Adams, you turn my clients gay. You know I only sell cars to frogs. Yeah, damn it, man. Gay people don't like Kias. They're not fancy enough. You turn all my clients gay, they're going to go down and buy. Well, it used to Subaru. be perhaps a, a Subaru. Yeah. There you go. Subaru. I was going to say Tesla, but Tesla is not doing yeah. Very well. Well, they're so. both catching fire now. You know about that too, right? Subarus, if you're letting them sit in the garage, they'll just catch fire. Why? I have no clue. My brother has a Subaru and he was telling me, I was like, this is ridiculous. No, yeah. no, that's part of the feature because everyone I know who's a big camper has a Subaru and that's a new feature. The Subarus, <laughs> if you can't start a campfire, your car <laughs> just catches on fire. It's really neat. Oh, that's a really cool transformer. Nice. <laughs> the, the car, the human blaze. That is a car. Yeah. The car blaze. Yeah. The only problem is it doesn't turn back into a car after that. So. Oh. It's a one way. Dang it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. That's bad planning. It is. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the transformers could decide if they could be the transformed version of the transformer or be the car. What would hmm. they choose? Oh. You can only be one. I'm a Beast Wars oh. guy. I'm really hype about that. Beast Wars. I'm really hype I remember about the movie. Beast Wars. Yeah, so. Is there a movie coming yeah, out? Yeah, it's coming out. The previews are out. <laughs> no kidding. We're Sweet. descending. We're descending. There was also a kick-ass little toy. We'll get into this. Well, no, it's perfect because we're going to talk about NFTs and Donald Trump, so we can talk about childlike shit right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> remember Mask? It was only in like the 80s. It ran for like 28 okay, episodes. I don't know what you're talking Freaking about. Freaking awesome, yeah. dude. Mask was way cool. They should make a movie about that. Well, anyway. Well, I, 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 like, I like the Jim Carrey comedy, The Mask. Right. Now, that was a I favorite think. childhood movie for me. I mean, Jim Carrey was like top of his game after Ace Ventura. But then he goes and makes Mask and they debut Cameron Diaz. Come on, folks. That's a movie you got to check out. That should be an NFT. That is indeed a movie you should check out. If you haven't seen it, it's 40 years old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we want, don't want to blow it to you, but it turns out the entire time the mask is actually in a television show unbeknownst to him. Oh. And then he slowly finds out that he's been filmed this entire time and his life is nothing more than product placement. No, that mm. is the Truman Show. That's and of the course, Truman Show. Mm, that is yeah. what we all feel like we're living in right now as the absurd nature of American politics continues to get, again, more and more absurd. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. 
The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Donald Trump. He said he had a big announcement. Ooh. And people were like, ooh, what's it going to be? A, I don't know, a picture of your human shit? Uh, you're going to post that on Grumbler or something? Former President Donald Trump, he has released uh, digital trading cards. Now, these are NFTs, a.k.a. non-fungible tokens. And I suppose in some ways, to his credit, they have sold out. Uh, they say there were 45,000 of the Trump cards initially made available for purchase for $99 each. That is insane. So the Trump trading cards or the Trump digital cards rather were top trending item on the site uh, this entire week, basically. And now they are saying that they're worth something around $140. So I guess that they're currently up. But I have a feeling, much like his butt, this bubble will pop. Yes. yes. Oh, good grief. Well, yeah, you got to think. I mean, he did this. Trump is a salesman at the end of the day. And he did it right before Christmas, knowing that there are millions and millions of Trump-loving idiots who are just going to be like, (laughs) gimme, gimme, gimme. I got to shove this in my kid's stocking. Idiots is right, though. Because right now, the NFT market is in a complete, just... To call it right now in a slump, to call it that it has, yeah. it has completely collapsed would be putting it in a good light. Well, isn't is the FTX situation, does that have anything to do with yes, this? Yes, it's okay. all related. It's all t- tied it's together, all related, right? yes. I, I'm wow. like, okay, again, I, I am a firm believer in crypto. I don't believe crypto is a scam, but crypto is full of scammers. That is a venture. Mm. Yes, and this is one of those things. This NFT is, in fact, another one of those scams. That's but right. Yeah, the market... The market is about as upright as Madison Cawthorn. Thank you. Okay. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Madison Cawthorn, by the way, who could invest in some NFTs. He currently owes his lawyers $200,000 in back pay. <laughs> because of a scam that he pulled using those Let's Go Brandon coins. Exactly. So, again, the, the market is full of scammers. The thing about the what, what uh, Travis just said that kind of makes me think about Trump is he's not a good businessman. Yeah. He released these NFTs when the market is literally at its worst. He could have made millions, Ben, millions of dollars. Yeah, I I agree. He's not, but he keeps on doing it, doesn't he? So <laughs> I guess that's kind of the thing. So whoever did buy this, they are probably they are the the most scammable of the scams. Forty five thousand people that must have, I guess. Or they yeah, believe, or they truly believe that this guy might be president, and these will grow in value one day. Oh, well, that's, <laughs> that's what. What about that launch video? Weren't you playing a launch video before the show? Yes, Fernando. Can we? Can we? Can we? Can we? May we? Can we? We listen? can play it. Sure. This I want to hear video. the sales pitch. Sure, if you want to listen to it, we can torture our audience a little bit. So it, Donald it Trump seemed to have worked. You know, I. You know, I. It's not difficult to scam 45,000 people, to be honest. Uh, with you. Okay. You exactly. know, in a nation exactly. of 300 plus, you know, a million. I, in a uh, planet of 8 billion. I mean, right. not, it wasn't just Americans buying this. You know, there's some dude, yeah. in, you know, there's some dude right. in Russia, you know, like, oh, I love my Trump. <laughs> yeah, Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's uh, Vladimir Putin's uh, soiled himself on the stairs. He's like, <laughs> I must buy NFT Trump. Yes, friend. All right. Oh, so yeah. I'll go ahead and play. I'll play this uh, a little bit of that Trump awesome. NFT ad. For sure. I just, I just want to hear it. Hello, everyone. This is Donald Trump. Hopefully your favorite president of all time, better than Lincoln. <laughs> Better than Washington. Uh, I have an important announcement to make. 
I'm doing my first official Donald J. Trump NFT collection right here and right now. They're called Trump Digital Trading Cards. These cards feature some of the really incredible artwork pertaining to my life and my career. This is really bad art. It's this really, is really amazing. No, but know, the sales pitch just hopefully better than Lincoln, better than Washington, yeah. better than that jerkle John Adams, <laughs> better, better than Grover Cleveland. He was elected twice. The president's so nice they elected him twice. Yes, indeed. But this is even aggravating some of his more better than Kennedy. I've never been <laughs> shot in the head. Never you haven't been shot. been shot in the head, indeed. I like my presidents alive. I agree with that. I like my presidents with the brains in their skull. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, even when they do have their brains technically in their skull, it still seems to be full of air. But Steve Bannon, obviously one of Trump's key advisors. He says that everyone behind this has to be fired. This is what Whoa. he said on his stupid fucking show, The War Room. Whoa. I would Hold love on. to see You're... Steve Bannon in war. God, speaking yeah. of pooping yourself. Just crying and shivers. Just, now, why are we doing this, guys? <laughs> guys? Steve Bannon's just mad that it, the scam's not for another fake wall. I mean, good <laughs> grief. The scammer calling out a scammer over here. Whenever you're arrested on a uh, multi-billion dollar Chinese yacht in the middle of the ocean, you know you've done something right. So that's, of course, what happened <laughs> with Steve Bannon. So on the war room, he says, I can't do this anymore when discussing the NFTs. Uh, he says that he loves the folks and he loves the president. He says he's one of the greatest presidents in history mm. and still loves a lot of the folks working for him. Two fellow Trump White House advisors, Dr. Sebastian Gorka and Gorka. Steve Cortez. <laughs> also, if you want to see a great Sebastian Gorka impression, look no further than our good friend James Adomian, who <laughs> yeah, just nails it. Man, it's like I was like he worked. I don't know how he got so like no one knew who Gorka was. And then James Adomi was like, I nailed it. I got him. I got him. So uh, check out some of those videos. Um, so this is what he said that they fully agreed with Bannon, noting that uh, you don't have three harder cores than them, of course. And of course, they love Donald Trump. But he but according to Gorka, he says Trump's latest stunt should have never happened. So even the grifters upon grifters in a grifting world are upset with this grift. He's mm. he must be really struggling for money is what I what made me think when I saw this. Is he? He something he's must... got so much still in the coffers from the last election cycle, doesn't he? I guess I'm not I've, exactly I've... sure. I mean, Maybe it's always debatable with Trump, right? I mean, he's right. got assets being seized. He's got yeah. the feds searching his properties. Like, you never know. It's probably so much money coming in while so much of it is also going out. Right. That's why it's like, and now he's got the the the, the charges against the Trump organization in the state of New York. I mean, they were pretty much found guilty on every single tax fraud charge that was brought yeah. against him. Who the hell knows anymore? Well, maybe that's why he did it. To offset the yeah. 1.6 million from the from the uh, from the trial, and uh, perhaps uh, another little band aid that keeps the uh, the boat afloat. As again, it seems to be filling with more and more water all the time. This is according to Sebastian Gorka. He says Gorka. whoever Gorka. He says whoever wrote that pitch should be fired and should never be involved in any part of Trump's 2024 <laughs> campaign. We don't have time to waste. The president should not be involved with this. Cortez went further, calling for the firing of everybody helping Trump at Mar-a-Lago, not mm. just those involved 
in the NFT um, scandal or scam or rather or release, I suppose, but it's definitely a scam. So talk about one of the worst rollouts in presidential campaign That's history. Really- what a God dang month meeting with yay, meeting with Nick Fuentes, NFTs right. found guilty in court. Everything's an embarrassment. His speech sucked. His crowds are dwindling. His his mm-hmm. audience is now definitely snipping snipping right. around DeSantis. Right. There's a Don't new forget- girl in town. Mm, hubba hubba new it girl in the republican uh-huh. party also don't forget about the uh the midterm elections what yes. a disaster good grief herschel walker well he he ain't running any touchdowns these days no mm. he's not as a matter of fact many people are saying herschel walker was the worst candidate in republican party history which is pretty incredible <laughs> given some of <laughs> right. the past candidates it's yeah a- dr oz hello ding dong ding dong uh this is what cortez had to say he says everybody who was involved in this video and also everybody who was involved or at least asleep at the wheel while the dinner with Nazis happened, mm. uh, they should all be fired. So, you know, your campaign is like when you, when your supporters are like, yeah, what now the Nazi dinner, did we have to do that one? <laughs> was, was that necessary? I'm going to uh, hold on. I see a Nazi dinner on the schedule. Hmm. Who, uh, hmm. who booked this? Who booked that? Well, let's, you'll let's notice get that I, off of there. I wrote it in pencil. I just wrote that in pencil. I just penciled okay. it. Yeah, okay. but we're going to go through with it. Don't <laughs> <All> worry. <right. laughs> well, well, um, I will have to remind everyone that the NFT market is unregulated. And so I sense an incoming rug pool. Basically, Ooh. once all of them are sold and they grow with enough value, he can just pull out all the money. But out. no, that's oh. what Madison Cawthorn got in trouble for, right? Sort of. Sort, okay. sort of. But yes, he technically did get in. And that's what uh, Sam Bankman-Fried also got in trouble. Yes. He basically, Ooh. he created a fake currency a lot of people put uh, money into it. And then he said, oh, actually, this isn't real. And he took all the money and now he's facing 120 years in prison for it. When will his sycophants <laughs> learn that they are the ultimate victims of their own stupidity? It's mm. just ridiculous. Uh, Cortez goes on to say those people, all of them have to go. Uh, they have to go for starters. So he's already only a month and some change into his re-election, or I suppose not re-election, but his other, right. you know, it was his third attempt right. at running for president. It's already um, in need of a massive, massive shift in oh personnel. He goes I on, think I just realized what NFTs stand for, guys. What's Nazis that? Nazis funding Trump. Boom. Boom. <laughs> well, it is a hell of a way to to uh, scam some money and in uh, money laundering, indeed. Absolutely, that was uh, what I was about to say. This could be a giant money laundering scheme, too. Again, he he's wor- he works with the top movers of money, mm-hmm. so you know mm-hmm. they they see a way to launder money through art. They're going to use it absolutely. And of course, Cortez. Uh, this is what he has to say as well. Just bringing a little bit of race into it. He says, I would expect something like this from quirky Trump supporters like Diamond and Silk. <laughs> so he was like, the oh. black chicks would have done this. Oh. Trump, this is something black chicks would have done. Okay, oh, Trump? Yeah, yeah. That's the worst thing you could have done is something oh, yeah. the black chicks would have done. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you leave Diamond and Silk alone, Mr. Cortez. Hey, you know, everyone's They're allowed. just fun. They're, They're just, just fun. They're cashing in the right way. (laughs) Hey, you know what? If they can make some money off of this goddamn shit show, then whatever. More power to them. It's American politics. Uh, He says Donald Trump should not be doing this kind of video. This video shows a lack of discipline and focus. And to take the intelligence community is going to require unbelievably steely discipline and focus. Of course, referring to the FBI as everyone is so butthurt 
over what's going on with Twitter. I don't give a fuck. The journalists that uh, that Elon Musk has kicked off, go to their websites. Mm-hmm. Go to the buy subscriptions. Go to their blogs. If I was a journalist, yeah. I would say, good, don't take my content for free anymore. Mm, give me a dollar ninety nine a month. That's what mm. the, that's the biggest mistake that a lot of these news agencies make. Well, they just mm. toss it out for free. He did take it back immediately, Ben. He brought them back a few days. I ago. don't know. I know. Whatever. Again, it, I just hate that. I am really learning. I, I kind of just, I despise that man at this point. I agree, I agree with you 100%. And now he's just going to go to Austin, Texas. And for all the cool, keep Austin weird. Nothing's weirder than Joe Rogan <laughs> and Elon Musk and Alex Jones hanging out. Oh, with Dave in, a, in, a, in a white dude way, they are fringe. Mm, yeah. I don't know. Another hilarious James Adomian impression, by the way. He's he's perfected as Elon Musk, and check that one out too, folks. Pretty much everyone who sucks right now, James Adomian does a great impression of them. Very talented man. He is uh, extremely talented, and uh, of course, listen to the episode where he uh, he is Joe Biden and just <laughs> encapsulate encapsulates uh, the wonderful <laughs> nature Truly. of Joe. The Illuminati. What's he, what's he saying? <laughs> what's he thinking? We just don't know, but we do know what's going on with the budget. So the biggest story of the week and the most serious mm. story of mm. the week. And speaking of Joe Biden. Mm. And speaking of Joe Biden, the new budget. This is the uh, defense authorization bill. This was sent to Joe Biden. Uh, this has been approved. It's for $856 billion, mm. with a B. The price tag for the National Defense Authorization Act, a.k.a. the NDAA, it lays out the Defense Department and how it's going to allocate its budget in the fiscal year of 2023. Uh, This is $85 billion more than the Biden administration first requested. Mm. Again, we have roads collapsing. We have schools in disarray. We have people with poison drinking water. And yet $85 billion more than requested is going to be now in the hands of people uh, that, yes, indeed, many in many ways, we I understand we need defense. Absolutely. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't like us. We need to defend ourselves. But this is speaking of money laundering. Mm. Where the hell is this money going? And how do you right. even get a this can't be put down into an Excel sheet. Right. All this stuff is like black ops, black budget, exactly. dark money shadow government stuff i mean what how this is the democrats yes so right. I, you know this is like trump is biden has detained more people with title 42 and expelled more people than trump and his defense budget is much larger than trump's mm-hmm. so what options uh, do we have obviously donald trump uh, being the worst of those two individuals but according to chairman jim mcgovern he says I think the Pentagon's budget is so big and overblown, even Dr. Strangelove would be <sighs> impressed. So, Dr. Whoa. Strangelove reference, gotta love it. Mm, love a good Stanley Kubrick dark comedy reference, especially when it comes from a politician. Good grief. This is honestly very huge. If you're a libertarian-leaning conservative, this is bad. If you're a progressive-leaning Democrat, this is bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is another one of those areas where Bernie Sanders... Uh, from Vermont and Mike Lee, libertarian leaning Republican from Utah, tried to work mm-hmm. to your point, Ben, about just auditing the Pentagon. We don't know where this money goes and how it's spent because it's completely uh, uncharted. Once it goes to the Defense Department's coffers, 
We don't know how it's been spent. They haven't had an independent audit of the Pentagon in decades and decades. Mm. And this just breaks your heart, whether you want that money back in people's pockets or if you want that money to be going to other causes, much like Dwight D. Eisenhower said in his farewell speech. Uh, every for every bomb, for every tank, for every plane that gets funded, a school, a road, a bridge does not get funded. And yep. good and, grief, it's 2022. And to uh, sort of reference the Simpsons, monorail. Ooh. What about something like that? No. There's so much we can do oh. with this money. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be going to explode people overseas. And again, then do some good work that we do need. But with this amount of money, so much corruption. This is a breeding ground. This is perfect for corruption, like leaving your toothbrush in the shower, (laughs) which is something I do until I Googled, is it good to leave your toothbrush in the shower? Turns out you're wiping your teeth with a human crap. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's everywhere, Ben. I know. Yeah, you got uh, apparently put the toilet seat down when you flush. That's what they say. Yeah, it's lies. that's what they say. <laughs> okay, that's what they say. Across America, BP supports more than two hundred seventy-five thousand jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms, and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Sofas, recliners, love seats, everything is better in leather. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley, where bold meets durable. And wait a minute, who's been finger painting on the couch again? That's okay. Leather is easy to clean. The new leather collection at Ashley is built with the durability you need for the whole family. Yes, pets too. <laughs> Luxury is meant to be livable. Shop chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Going back to Jim McGovern, uh, this is what he said. He says, as somebody who's been in the trenches trying to fight to combat hunger in this country and running up against roadblocks left and right in terms of funding. It just seems to me funding of projects, some the Pentagon didn't even ask for, that money would be better spent helping people there. We are the wealthiest country on earth. And of course, the irony is it's people often say hunger. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's about nutrition. Because yes. people uh, are not necessarily hungry, but the only thing that they're eating is shit. Right. And that's mm. killing them. Right. You know, mm. diabetes, the poorer you are exponentially, the the rise of heart disease, cancers, and those things. Because, I mean, a freaking head of lettuce is $11 these days. So it's not mm. hunger. It's a lack of nutrition. And I do want, because a lot of people are like, we're not, no one's hungry. I see poor people right, all the time. Right. They're fat as shit. Yeah, they're eating McDonald's and Jack in the Box. Exactly. And it's, but it's not, it's not about that. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, again, we have officially won the game against hunger where more people die from obesity mm-hmm. than hunger. Absolutely. But they are obviously dying from lack of proper nutrition. This is according to Ro Khanna. He's a Democrat out of California. Got a little bit of, he has some bipartisan roots in him as well. He was trying to work with Matt Gates on some things. Uh, the Matt Gates scandal sort of derailed that. And then Matt Gates got so stuck on the uh, on the Trump train there that he kind of split ways with, uh, with Ro. But he says we're heading towards a trillion dollar defense budget. It's concerning. Um, so 
Yes. Oh my goodness gracious. This uh, so- is this is what's crazy to me is because there's no one screaming, How are we gonna pay for it? There's not exactly. a single not a single person asking where this money's coming from. And mm-hmm. we don't audit the Pentagon. Mm-hmm. So there's not a single person asking where this money is going. And so mm-hmm. I, I get why there's people on the fringes saying there's aliens running the government, crazy things that because they don't even tell us where the money that we gave them is going. Absolutely. And they keep You're asking, absolutely right. And they keep asking for more every year and it doesn't get any safer. Mm-hmm. Things don't get any better, Ben. Right. So where is our money going? Yeah, the doomsday absolutely. clock, which I don't know why we even have. Yeah. I'm starting to think someone could like reverse it, would yeah. you? But that just ticked <laughs> exactly. a, another talk exactly. forward. So oh, it's like, it's like yeah, when right? we fund police more. If we yeah. if we give police more money and it doesn't get any safer, then maybe the solution isn't to give them more money. Sure. Uh, I mean, I, I, I saw my fellow Ohioan Nina Turner tweet about this as well, just to, to all of Fernando's points that you just made. But also she pointed out that from the uh, from the, the infrastructure bill, they had 45 billion in free community college taken out. And then Congress adds wow. an extra forty-five billion to the military bill. Eighty-five that, that, that they didn't even ask for. Again, it's wow! Just, it, it, it our taxpayer dollars. That shows where your government's priorities are. And, and of then course, you got, the doomsday clock keeps on ticking. Yeah. And then you got the morons on Fox News and MSNBC and all these other corporate networks that are all sponsored by Raytheon. So they yes. love yes. Uh, the fact that the defense budget just went up. That's going to be great for their four hundred one ks. And hey, take some money from the blood from from the blood companies if you can, I suppose. But they're all just talking about Twitter again. Mm-hmm. That's all the news coverage, mm-hmm. all freaking three days. Right. And we freed them. Talk about this, right? You don't have you have a platform. Discuss things like this. I saw very very little a discussion as I quickly flipped through before I got angry and had to watch Triple D <laughs> because Guy Fieri is my little spirit animal and he calms another. Another fellow Ohioan. (laughs) Indeed. And of course, this budget is indeed out of bounds for people saying, well, we have to worry worry about Ukraine and Russia. They don't need this much. Mm, They don't need this much money. (laughs) Like that's just a, a fraction of a fraction of this. And also they get money separately that gets approved by Congress, right? That's what keeps happening with Ukraine is that they keep approving a little bit more almost month to month. So the money for Ukraine isn't even part of this 80 850 billion dollar price tag. Wow. Um Elizabeth Warren, Angus Young, Mike Lee, Mike Braun, uh uh Pramila Jayapel and Tom McClintock offered a different budget along with this one, but obviously that one was not uh not good enough. Jayapel a co- a co-chair of the Congressional Progressive Caucus said the unfounded requirements only quote Force Congress to pour more money into an already bloated defense budget that benefits from no oversight or accountability. So in the in the vein of bipartisanship this holiday season, again, those names, Elizabeth Warren, obviously a Democrat, Mike Braun, a Republican from Indiana, a very conservative Republican, Mike Lee out of Utah, very conservative Republican, Angus Young, a strong independent from Maine, Jay, uh, Angus King, I'm sorry, Angus King, a, a strong independent from Maine. And Jay Appel, of course, a left-leaning Democrat, Washington, and McClintock, a Republican. So it seems like there is some bipartisan support from people being like, this is fucking crazy, Mm -hmm. which should be a massive wake-up call to the American people that if they're getting along on something, something must be really wrong. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, this is one of those areas, again, where if you're a libertarian-leaning conservative or progressive-leaning liberal, this is an area uh, that you can point to and say, all right, let's break this down. Let's see where this money is going. If it's not going to 
good places, then maybe you shouldn't spend it. Absolutely. Uh, JPL just lastly continues, we cannot continue sinking enormous sums of money into non-critical wish list items that are not even priorities of current DOD leadership. All well-working people suffer. So, indeed, that is completely correct. Uh, Senator Bernie Sanders offered a nearly identical measure to slash the Pentagon's budget by 10%, but was roundly rejected. And I think that they could definitely go on a diet and be just fine. Mm, 10% is generous. I mean, by God, you could still spend half of what we spend on our military budget, and we would still be outspending the Russians, the Chinese, Saudi Arabia, anyone who's actually potentially posing a threat to us. Mm -hmm. You'd still be outspending them, all their military budgets combined with less than half of what we currently spend it's pretty disgusting. Call your reps. Call your senators. They probably won't answer. What is no, that? No, they won't. Our, this is according to Bernie. He says, our priorities are screwed up. I appreciate all the work that went into the bill. There's a lot of good things in the NDAA. But at the end of the day, the top line number is so high, I can't justify voting for it. This is that phrase to me, the illusion of choice. Because Absolutely. you think you think if you're going Republican or if you're going Democrat, that maybe the, right. the, the Democrats are less about war. But the reality is the only true difference in Democrats and Republicans at this point is the LGBT rights. One of them wants them, mm. the other one doesn't. But they're both, in the end, they're both yep. warmongering. They're both corporate lobbies. They're both in the uh, shake up, big... Shake up yeah. the hornet's nest and make sure that they fight with each other yeah. and don't realize who's shaking the damn nest. Big pharma's in the back pocket of all it's of them. Disgusting. You know, cinema, all of them. Well, let's, mm. uh, let's go with, uh, speaking of Bernie Sanders, Travis, when it comes to war, we can discuss mm. Yemen. The Saudis right now, of course, they're holding the World Cup in Qatar. There has been uh, three more journalists. Now, Grant Wall most likely just died of natural causes, according to uh, according to an autopsy. But Khalid al-Mislam has been, he's dead, and a dude named Roger Pierce. Now, obviously, people are skeptical anytime a journalist dies in Saudi Arabia because of what happened with Jamal Khashoggi and, of course, with the Biden administration giving him a free pardon on that murder. When it comes to Yemen, uh, there's a lot of blood on the ground, and it doesn't seem like the American will to stop it at all. But can you explain a little bit about what just happened with some recent legislation? Yes. Well, basically, uh, again, this is actually a great place to, to interject this uh, conversation because it was, again, talking about the Pentagon. Where does this money go? A lot of times when we're talking about American taxpayer dollars that go to the Pentagon, the Pentagon's making a lot of weapons. They're buying a lot of weapons. It's all going to the companies that we've mentioned, your Raytheons, your Lockheed Martins. But a lot of times we don't actually use the weapons. We sell them to other countries. Mm, and that's right. certainly what is happening with Saudi Arabia. And then Saudi Arabia has been taking those weapons and putting them into Yemen, where we have what is just a very deadly civil war, essentially. And Lord knows how that's worked out when Americans accidentally get involved in other countries' right. civil wars. But Yemen has gotten so bad that you've got hundreds of thousands of people killed. At this point, I think the, the total is 375,000 wow. people dead. And then you have millions and millions of people displaced. Or right now they're suffering a potential famine because obviously, to Ben's point about mm. nutrition and things like that, there's not a lot of food getting out there to the Yemenis who yeah. need it. Um, so Saudi Arabia has been uh, basically funding one side of this civil war and what Bernie Sanders and again, conservative Senator Mike Lee from Utah came together again once more to try to curb the presidential war powers. Now, again, after 
uh, the presidential war powers were given pretty much a free pass. Yeah. George W. Bush obviously made the case to the Senate and again, bipartisan support said, OK, the president can kind of go to war and get involved uh, in any kind of countries they see fit wow. because the war on terror was basically determined to be a battlefield that was the entire earth. Right. 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 So that's how we got here. And what Bernie Sanders and Mike Lee try to do is they had the Yemen a war powers resolution. And what that was going to do is basically uh, is a war that was never declared by Congress, which is illegal, according to the Constitution. Mm -hmm. But they were going to start to try to curb those presidential war powers, bring that back to Congress, basically saying you can't have this war in Yemen until you have a full vote from the Congress. And that is how they are going to curb that. Joe Biden, a Democrat. Killed that proposal by telling Bernie Sanders, A, you don't have uh, the votes. And even if you do have the votes, I'm going to veto it. And wow. you, then you don't have the votes to override my veto. Yeah. But then he also, because we know Bernie and Biden, they do, I don't know, get along. They get along to move along. I'm not yes. quite sure. Yeah, mm. absolutely. But Bernie Sanders basically was told by the White House that they will start to work to end the war in Yemen. And they told them. He told them that behind mm. closed doors. So as a result, Bernie Sanders pulled his support for the war powers resolution. He knew it was and doomed and he didn't want to have a loss, basically. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And what Bernie has also supposedly told the White House is that if they do not effectively try to end the war in Yemen uh, from an executive branch standpoint, then Bernie Sanders will bring it back in the next session. And okay. that's kind of where we've landed. Libertarians are pissed about it. Progressives democracy now people who know about how tragic this war has been are pretty pissed about it but i don't know you got a a, a word in from biden and yeah. uh, as james adomian has uh presented to us who knows if it's going to be true who knows if biden even knows what he's saying anymore but in right. theory the white house will start working well, to you know, end this conflict and i'm gonna say that he does he doesn't know how to talk <laughs> but policy doesn't uh you know he doesn't write in italics and um I, I think we're making a similar mistake that we did with W. Be like, he's a moron. Idiots get a lot done. And George W. Bush wasn't stupid. He's very smart. He's a very astute politician. Calculated. And Biden is a very calculating politician as well. Um, mm -hmm. So he he totally understands what's going on. And he realizes he doesn't want to ruffle the Saudis' feathers. And uh, the idea that we're going to start thinking about starting to think about ending the war in Yemen probably <laughs> isn't a great uh, solace to the people uh, over in that region. As, of course, uh, the war is fucking brutal i don't believe it brutal i don't believe it i mean look back at earlier this year wasn't biden fist bumping the guy from saudi arabia yeah, Mohammed bin Salman, yeah, of exactly yep. so i don't yep. i i mean i they're it's doing lip service to bernie and you know they're everyone loves bernie so they're keeping him there and blah, 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 but but this is one of those areas where this is kind of the problem when it comes to like some of the positions that bernie sanders has economically might be too left for some people mm -hmm. uh including me in some ways but he is so right on foreign policy he is. and has yeah. been right for his entire mm -hmm. time in office. And I just wish that people, because then there's, oh, Bernie, quacky Bernie. Crazy Bernie. But right. this is not crazy. <laughs> this is completely reasonable. R reasonable and right. And, um, and I just really wish that he would be taken more seriously, as a matter of fact, mm -hmm. when it comes mm -hmm. to how astute he is on foreign policy. Mm -hmm. uh, again, what was he? He's the only one to vote against the Patriot Act in the Senate, correct? Or he and... Uh, he and uh, our boy Feingold, correct? 
Well, back when, yeah, when, when the Afghanistan war, when the Patriot Act were all flying through Congress back after 9-11, Russ Feingold was the only senator to vote against mm-hmm. it, 99 to 1. Bernie at that time was still in the House. Okay. But he and Ron Paul, obviously, and a, and a handful of others voted against the Patriot well, Act because Lord knows that was a bad bill. You speak about uh, Ron Paul, the revolution, <laughs> revolution. There's a sign that says that on the way to Vegas. I see it all the time. I'm just, it's like old yeah. school. It's like, oh, that reminds me of back in the day. Where the fuck is Rand Paul? Yeah. Does, where yeah. is Rand Paul? This is why his no, neighbor kicked the shit out of him. Not that that was good. But Rand is just <laughs> right. the worst right. kind of, no, small government. Oh, 875. That's real nice. No, I mean, you're absolutely right, Ben. Libertarians, in fact, uh, Scott Horton, who is part of the big Libertarian Party takeover that happened earlier this year in Reno, yeah. um, he's a big anti-war guy, and he's he basically puts the blame on Rand Paul. He said that on his show. He said, where the hell is Rand Paul on this? He's supposed to be the Ron Paul evolution from the revolution, revolution, right. and he's nowhere to be found on this. So you kind of wonder who's gotten to Rand Paul and why he's not... Uh, Pumping out his chest a little bit more when it comes to ending some of this spending, if you're a fiscal conservative, or ending some of these illegal wars, if you're a constitutionalist. And just lastly, on foreign policy, Donald Trump and Joe Biden have another thing in common uh, when it comes to Israel. Uh, Joe Mm, Biden, the embassy, it will be in Jerusalem. Uh, This is going to be extremely controversial. It could lead to a lot of violence. Obviously, if you're a Palestinian, you say this is just another kind of form of a land grab. And again, when we criticize Israel, we criticize policy, not people. And Benjamin Netanyahu, one of the most corrupt politicians around. I mean, I don't Mm -hmm. speak of Teflon. Donald Donald Trump is not Teflon. Netanyahu, that dude is he's been just around and everyone's like, I think he's going to jail. And then he's like, oh, he's the leader again. I'm in power again. Yeah, he's almost the Berlusconi of that region. Just keeps on coming back. And Mm. uh, so the U.S. embassy there, it will be um, it will be in Jerusalem. So anyway, Biden, there's the one thing that's sadly bipartisan is aggressive hawkish, the aggressive hawkish nature of the people in charge. And we have folks suffering here. And God knows that budget, when they see that, it must make them furious. Again, as they're paying tens of thousands of dollars in student loans, paying pain, the pain at the pump, the pain at the groceries, mm. all this stuff right. that we could be using here uh, to help people. You know, all of this really sends a message to how powerful foreign powers are when it comes to influencing our executive branch, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, again, Israel, this is something, right? Israel, we all know Israel's involved in American politics. APAC is very, very influential. Absolutely. The Saudis, uh, again, just Joe Biden's unwillingness to take on the Saudis. I mean, by giving MBS a fist bump, he's given the middle finger to senators in his own party. And it just sends a clear message as to who's really in charge in D.C. Well, just lastly, and a few things again that perhaps we can agree about this holiday season when it comes to TikTok, Glenn Youngkin, no no fan of Youngkin, uh, but he is supporting when it comes to government officials no longer using TikTok or WeChat, because if you haven't read the terms, which I have not on TikTok, but somebody read them out loud for me, so I was able to uh, hear (laughs) them. Uh, It doesn't seem like government officials should be on any of those platforms. Extremely dangerous Mm. and uh, obviously extremely invasive as our our, uh, privacy rights continue to deteriorate in this country. So there there are a few areas that I guarantee you, you'll be able to agree with your weird uncle about 
this holiday season. <laughs> I'll elaborate for our audience. If you didn't know, uh, TikTok and a few other uh, applications, when you sign their terms of service, you agree that they can use Bluetooth and Wi-Fi yeah. to search other devices that also share those Bluetooth and Wi-Fi networks. Oh, so it's not. It a, seems like it, it's more important than wearing a mask. Right. Like it seems like it, that's more intrusive on my life. Right. You know, then some, <laughs> someone can glean my information off mm -hmm. of my phone if they have TikTok on their phone. Yes. Yeah, I don't mm. like that. Right. It, it's it, it's very dangerous. And that's the that's why it's a it's one thing. It's like, oh, it's uh, I can have TikTok on my phone. It's not bothering you. Actually, it is. And um, there's a if you have security clearance, like if you work at a military base and stuff, you can't have TikTok on your phone. You other people in your household can't have TikTok on yeah. your phone in your presence. Wow. They're technically not allowed. You have to carry your phone in this special case so that other people. Oh, like you're going to a Drake concert. Yeah, so exactly. So at Walmart, they can't get you. <laughs> nice. You know? I mean, oh it also, gosh. you know, if you look at uh, how the Chinese regulate their TikTok, you can only use it 40 minutes a day and it's under 14. It's all science. It's all education related. A lot of propaganda as well. Mm -hmm. And then our TikTok is obviously 24, seven, seven days a week, three, six to five. And it's all booty shaking and fucking pussy popping, which, again, isn't mm. bad. But it isn't something a nine year old needs to be seeing when we have to learn math. And that's a very important yeah. uh, point you made because it is true. Uh, the TikTok algorithm that is used in other countries is a completely separate algorithm than what is used here in America. The one here in America is meant to basically Make give you dumber. just cultural. Yeah, yeah. give so you just the, cultural information. The one in China is meant to uh, in educate, basically. Great. There seems, it seems like the Chinese might be winning a little bit. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, a couple of bipartisan things. You get hammered and you just be like, it's Chinese, huh? And boom, you got to be like, yeah, I don't like, I don't like the way that they are treated. The, I don't like the way Xi Jinping's treating his people. And then you guys can all get along. Exactly. Boom. Wow. Because the, the people in China. Fist bumping your uncle. There, there you, you go. go. <laughs> uh, I just read a horrific article on a lot of the uh, religious minority groups in China. It's sad. Um, they are massacring them. Yes. Massacring. It's yes. brutal. It's like, oh man, there's, what would you do if slavery was happening in your life? I'd stop it. What would you do if Hitler was alive? I'd kill him. It's happening. We're here. It's all <laughs> happening still. But of course, it makes you feel, uh, makes you feel, it's impossible. It almost feels impossible, right? Mm -hmm. uh, to stop. But the Chinese people, I do think Xi Jinping will have a day of reckoning. It's it just, it will happen. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. And, uh, oh, yes, Travis Irvine. Well, I just want to thank everyone coming out to all the Killer Raccoons 2 screenings that we've been doing here in Ohio and, of course, Brooklyn, Cincinnati. Uh, I want to shout out to Andrea, Top Hat listener, who showed oh. up to our screening last night. So uh, we got one more, one more hilarious Killer Raccoons 2 screening at Studio 35 next Friday, 11 p.m. And uh, it's been a lot of fun, especially in this awesome. dark world. As the world gets dumber, Killer Raccoons 2 gets better. I don't know how to explain <laughs> it's it. It's going to be up for an that's Oscar. Just where Kill we are. Killer Raccoons 8 is going to be like the considered the next Scorsese film. Starring Scarlett Johansson. Ooh. Ooh. How did I get her on board? <laughs> we just <laughs> don't know. Stay tuned to find out. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> All right, folks. We'll be back next week. We're going to have some predictions for 2023 and recap oh, our predictions for 2022. A year that can end anytime now, please. Okay, everyone, <laughs> hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms 
and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.